Hey, good morning. Welcome into In Focus here on News Radio KMAN. Got a jam-packed hour full of uh, information for you coming up. A little bit later on, we're going to hear from the director of the Manhattan Regional Airport, Brandon Kieser. We'll also hear from some uh, scholarship recipients from Meadowlark. Uh, we've got a uh, couple of them, Julie Fowler and Aja Sanders, uh, going to be joining us here around 945. But we start things off, as we typically do on the second Friday of the month, with Ascension Via Christi Hospital. And uh, filling in for Bob Koppel today, we have Brian Howells, who is the new uh, administrator at the Wamigo Health Center. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Brandon. Thank you for having me on today. I will try to do a good job of pinch hitting uh, for Bob Koppel. I'll see if I can maybe uh, smack a double like Bobby Wood Jr. did for the Royals last night, but uh, no no promises. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, well, and that was a pretty exciting finish to that game last night. Um, and hopefully you can deliver. Uh, we have uh, some good information to start uh, the interview here with, and that is uh, the COVID-19 update. No patients, is that right? That is correct. Yeah, and I know, uh, you know, just about everybody's been listening to Bob Koppel coming, talking for the last two years, and, and those numbers have gone up and up, and then they come back down and up and up and come back down a little bit. And yeah, and for the for the first time in, uh, in about two years, uh, just a, a few days ago, we had zero inpatients. Uh, in the whole hospital and uh, we are there again today uh, and it's it's just a it's a really good feeling after a very very difficult two years uh to have no no inpatients um we actually had had one lady that uh, was in our hospital a couple of couple of days ago and she was a octogenarian from a local uh, community retirement facility and and she got better and went home and um and a, that's just really good we, we've seen a lot of that recently just people getting better and and getting back home and, and now we got got nobody in and that's just a just a really good feeling after a long long two years no kidding and you know I, I, there seems to be the sense of uh you know the pandemic is over here we're getting back to our daily lives but we should note that you know covid is still out there it it definitely is and you know we haven't seen any patients even in through our er in the last uh, couple of days which is really good uh but yeah you see things you know, still over in Europe, uh, where they're still having pretty significant outbreaks, and over in, in, in China and Southeast Asia quite a bit, and even now on our East Coast. Uh, I think I just read this morning that there was a, a, a sort of a super spreader event in and around the, the White House. I think I saw Nancy Pelosi uh, was uh, said that uh, she had an infection, and um, but but I, I heard the, the White House uh, communication director saying that that yes, that's all true, and yes, we're going to continue our 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 focus on, on keeping people safe and but we're going to get on with our lives too and that both of those things are are true and i think i think after two years i think that's where most of us are we're ready to to still be safe and do the right things but to get back on with with our life and, and try to try to get back out there now i'm curious with uh, the hospitals is there has there been any updates to the visitor restrictions uh, or is that still kind of the same as it was uh, so yeah, we're, we're still we're still having um, our our visitor policy is, is still still limiting. We still don't want a ton of people coming into uh, the, the hospital just because the more people we have, the more likely we are to, to get more spread. Uh, but but we are having our our uh, caregivers are allowed to come, and we're going to have have visitors come. We do believe that that's helpful to our folks who are coming in um, to have have somebody there with them. Um, but but we are opening back up. Uh, we actually just um, we're, we're working on a plan to have have student volunteers come back in in June. That's something we haven't had for the last two years. It's a, a lot of K-State students want to get into the medical field and they want to see what different careers and options are out there. And 
and we've just wanted to limit the number of people that we've been having in the hospital uh, dealing with patients. Um, but we're going we're gonna to start that back up probably in June, I think, is when we're going to open back up uh, to have students coming back in uh, for, for next semester, to, to, to have those people who are wanting to get into healthcare. Uh, we've had so many people leave the healthcare industry over the last um, you know, year, year and a half, uh, that we need to have those people coming back in and uh, and and filling those spots. So we want to get get some of those students uh, back in, and uh, hopefully we'll start doing that here in a couple months. Great, yeah, that'll be a major benefit, I'm sure. So hopefully uh, we'll see some more hires taking place here in the next couple of years because of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, going forward, some other uh, there's lots of good news here uh, for Ascension Via Christi. Why don't we talk about Bob next? Uh, you know, Bob right. probably wouldn't talk about himself. He, he he wouldn't, and and that is definitely true. He is one of the most most humble guys that I know. But since I'm here, I can I can talk about him all day. Uh, he is my boss, so it, it, it's not just because he's my boss that I'm gonna that I'm gonna say this. But uh, but yeah, he was he was just named as uh, one of Ingram's magazines uh, 50 Kansans to Know, uh, which is a, a, a very neat um, a neat recognition for for him. And uh, yeah, he. he you know, for anybody who's who's been been nervous over the last two years, I think that's just about everybody. You know, when, when you listen to Bob talk and, and the way he's able to communicate, uh, I, I think he's done just a fantastic job. And I can't think of anybody better to serve in in his role uh, over the last couple of years. So it is a a, a very well deserved honor uh, for him. Um, and there is no truth to the rumor that he's celebrating that out in Aggieville right now. I want to make sure that that's everybody knows that there's no truth to that rumor. Uh, he's not out celebrating that that award. Uh, no, he's uh, he, he's actually at K State right now, helping with some student programs uh, at K State. Uh, but no, he's he's just been a fantastic leader these last two years. So a very well deserved award for him. Yeah, no doubt, he's been uh, phenomenal helping us get the word out uh, in the last couple of years. Him and Julie Gibbs, the health department director. Uh, I, I can't think of two people who've had a more difficult job <laughs> in this town in the last two years. Between Bob and Julie, I don't I don't know how they've done it. It must have just been a very very, very difficult two years for them, but they've both been spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to them, and, and congratulations to Bob on that honor. Uh, you have some other folks getting some uh, nice recognition as well. Yeah, so um, our, our chief uh, clinical dietitian, uh, Almaz Rufael, who's been here for uh, about, about 30 years, uh, she was uh, just uh, just named the uh, Kansas uh, Clinical Dietitian uh, Distinguished Award of the Year, so uh, Clinical Dietitian of the Year for Amaz and and she has been here for a long time. Uh, she actually was here when when my wife was a student uh, at K State a couple of uh, years ago. Um, and and she uh, has been a great mentor to so many dietitians. She's a fantastic um, uh, clinician and a great leader, and so a very well deserved award for the uh, for for Amaz. Yeah, clinical dietitian of the year for the state of Kansas. And uh, you we mentioned earlier that uh, you've had a lot of folks leaving the healthcare industry and. You know, for whatever reason, a lot of folks uh, retiring as well. You have a big party coming up for one that's been there a long time. Absolutely, yeah. So, so Marty Reed, uh, she has been our coordinator of. She she really created our cardiac rehab program. Um, and so our cardiac rehab program is uh, for folks who have uh, had a heart attack or major heart surgery. Um, they come to our cardiac rehab program and we put electrodes uh, on them and we monitor their heart rate and we get them back to exercise. And, and what they found uh, and through the research over the years is that 
exercise is great for the heart after a heart attack. It actually is really, really beneficial. You can you can retrain the heart to work more effic- uh, efficiently and effectively. And and Marty has started a program here in Manhattan that has been just exceptional. And, and it's, it's expanded and it's, it's done great. And uh, I will not say uh, how young she is, but uh, she is definitely uh, has put in her time um, and will be retiring here um, yeah, a week from uh, so yeah, two weeks, two weeks from today actually. So um, will be be her last day. So uh, it's a cardiac rehab. So we can't have like mounds of cake. Uh, that just wouldn't really make sense to have a on heart healthy uh, celebration. But we're gonna have have a little celebration for her uh, in a couple of weeks. But yeah, she's uh, created this fantastic program, and uh, we will definitely send her off uh, with some very heart healthy <laughs> um, a little celebration. But but she's been been just an absolute joy to have in this in this community and and, you know cardiac care especially in a town like manhattan such a good service to have i know because uh, a lot of folks uh, in rural community we're not i wouldn't say manhattan is a super rural community but a lot of folks have to drive a couple hours to just to do that and 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 brandon that that's one of the big reasons why our hospital here exists uh, for just being the community hospital and and it's a meeting the needs of the community to have folks who, who can get exceptional care right here, where they don't have to drive to Topeka, Kansas City to, to get exceptional care. They can get that here. And, and that is really our goal and our mission as a hospital, both for both for Manhattan and for Wamigo. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. Um, so congratulations again to Marty for that uh, long career. We're going to step aside here real quick. We'll get into some other uh, topics here in a moment with Brian. Got to pay the bills. We'll have more in focus in a moment. News Radio KMAN. We're back here on In Focus News Radio KMAN, getting an update from Ascension via Christie. And uh, again, we are talking to Brian Howells. He's the new uh, administrator with the Wamigo Health Center. Uh, pretty, pretty new on the job. Just started last month. Is that right? That, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, this is my. Uh, I'm finishing up my my third week on the job, and uh, and and Bob Koppel is still my boss. He hasn't fired me yet, so that's good. Hopefully, he won't after he hears the interview here. Uh, um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe after uh, announcing his uh, his award in the Ingram Magazine, maybe I'll maybe I'll get myself in trouble and uh, have to find a new job. Maybe I could come and work. I'll fill in for Dave Lewis. What do you think? Can I, can yeah. I come work for you guys if I get if I get canned? There you go. That's a good idea. Okay. I think think uh, everybody would be okay with that. <laughs> How early can you come in? <laughs> That's our producer, Nick McNamara. <laughs> Sounds good, Nick. All right, save a spot for me in case I get canned. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Wamigo Health Center. I was talking to you during the break. The last time I stepped foot in there uh, for, for news coverage was uh, right before the pandemic shutdowns. They got that 3D mammography uh, equipment, and uh, I know that there's a lot uh, of exciting opportunities there in Wamigo. Yeah, they, they really are. And and Wamigo Health Center is a fantastic partnership between Ascension Via Christi Hospital Manhattan and the city of Wamigo. Uh, so we it's actually half owned by each of those entities. So it, it's a great partnership between the city and Ascension Via Christi Manhattan where we can work together to provide, again, sort of like what we were talking about before the break, provide those services in town locally so you don't have to go and, and take off, you know, and drive 30, 45 minutes to Topeka, you can get those services right here uh, at an exceptionally high quality, uh, right in Momigo. And and that and the, the 3D Mammo was was one of those that that the community said, yeah, that that's what we want here in 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 our town. 
And so that's what we've done. So we, we've got the 3D mammography, and that was sort of part of an entire renovation that we did. Uh, we started that about five years ago and, and finished that up. And that's been uh, just a, a phenomenal change for our, our hospital that's, that's been there for over 100 years. Uh, just a, a fantastic upgrade for that. Um, and, and that's really what we're, where we're going in the future. Um, uh, we, we have just such a phenomenal core group of people that have been there an exceptionally long time. We have some wonderful new people that have been there. Um, and, and that's created this, this wonderful culture where um, one of the biggest things that we're most proud of is that we have gone four years without a serious safety event. And that's, you know, that the Hippocratic Oath is first do no harm. Uh, so the serious safety event is anything that is causing harm to a patient. Uh, we've gone four entire years without any of those. We are immensely proud of that. Uh, if you look at a lot of other hospitals in, in, in the country, nobody's, nobody's close to that. So we are immensely proud uh, of that. Um, then we also just got a, a wonderful award for a uh, uh, excellence in healthcare award uh, from PRC, which is a company that does patient satisfaction data. So all those surveys that everybody uh, sends out, whether it's phone or email, uh, we keep track of those. And, and the company that keeps track of those for us has recognized uh, Wamigo Health Center as an exceptional place to receive care. And, and I think anyone who's ever ever had care uh, there, whether it's for the 3D MAMO or for our, our rehab services or the, the wonderful nursing care, the, the Wamigo Family Clinic that we have, uh, they know that you get exceptional care right when you walk in the building. So uh, we are very, very, very proud of, of, of that award as well. Yeah, well, that's good news. And I know you're not new to Ascension Via Christi. You've you've been with the the company for a while. Tell us a little bit about how you became uh, over here in Wamigo and, and your prior experience. Sure. Yes, yeah, so I've been here in Manhattan for 17 years. Um, and my my wife is from from Osborne, Kansas, originally. Um, and so we actually moved here to Manhattan. She came to get her, her master's degree. That was um, that was 17 years ago. Um, and and they, they seem to like her so much there. She got her Ph.D. Um, and so she uh, has been been teaching uh, at, at K-State actually for about 10 years. Um, and so we've been we've been here in, in Manhattan for for 10 years. And then uh, for uh, I've been been serving as a, a physical therapist here at our our clinics uh, here in town in Manhattan. And then, um, yeah, somebody put me in charge of, of one of the clinics and then I, I got got promoted again and have been running the the rehabilitation services department. So that's occupational therapy and happy occupational therapy month to all the OTs uh, out there uh, and physical therapy and, and speech therapy and then our cardiac rehab services. So I've been been doing that for um, about the last 10, 10, 12 years or so. Uh, I've been been serving as the director of of the rehab services department. And um, about five years ago, uh, an opportunity came up uh, to serve on the Wamigo Hospital Board. Um, so Bob Koppel asked me to, to serve in, in that role on the Wamigo Board. And uh, and I have a difficult time saying no to Bob Koppel. So I said yes and, and joined the, the board. And I sat on the board for, for five years. Um, and then the opportunity came up uh, for the administrator. And I just knew what a fantastic healthcare organization, uh, let me go health center is. Um, so I, I threw my name in the, in the ring and, um, I was just, uh, blessed enough to have been, been selected to be the administrator. And yeah, it has been a fantastic three weeks uh, that I've had so far. Great. Well, congratulations on the new gig. I, I guess maybe the only downside is driving highway 24 through uh, green Valley right now. <laughs> I, I will be wonderfully happy when the green Valley road intersection is completed. Uh, and I'll just leave it at that. How about that? Yeah. 
I think we all will. Definitely. That's uh, <laughs> that's not a controversial topic. <laughs> um, well, and, you know, we talked about uh, all the exciting things that are happening with the hospital. There's a lot of growth in these programs as well, including in orthopedic surgery. Yeah, there, there really is. And that's, that's one of the things for the last couple of years, we have all been just focused on COVID. And I think rightly so. I think that's, that, that's you know, the, the, these have been the most challenging times that, that the healthcare industry has faced in 100 years. And I think these are the stories we'll be telling, you know, the younger folks about, you know, years and years and years from now. Um, but now we're at a point where we can start to, to grow those programs that that the, the community um, is telling us that that they need. So yeah, in, in Wamigo, our, our big focus is going to be on on putting in a, a full-time MRI machine um, in our Wamigo Health Center. So th- there's, you know, probably within the next, you know, nine to 12 months, that's our our, our goal is is we are we are well on the way to, to getting the MRI a machine there in in Wamigo uh, instead of having a right now we sort of have a have a truck that comes a little mobile unit um, but we're going to have a, have a full time MRI in Wamigo probably um, you know within within the next year and and that's a that's a huge benefit for for our our community there um, and yeah in in, in Manhattan uh, you know one of the things that we're looking to do is is to to have our own um, orthopedic service line so uh, we have have a, a physical medicine and rehabilitation physician right now it's Dr. Oliphant um, who heads up our inpatient rehab unit and he sees uh, outpatients up in our our pain clinic, um, and then we're going to have another orthopedic surgeon uh, coming in as well. So, and that's hopefully will be in the next the next month or two. Uh, we'll have another orthopedic surgeon here at our hospital doing orthopedic surgeries, uh, and and that's uh, just really really good to have. Again, so you don't have to go to, to Topeka to get your your total knee done. You can you can go and get get a you know rotator cuff repair here in town. Uh, I mean, those are things that are that are that are just really really exciting for us. Absolutely. With an MRI, I'm curious, is that a, a major, like, do you have to do extra construction or will it just fit right in the building? There, there is a lot of construction. Yeah, there, there, there's nothing really easy about um, about healthcare uh, construction. So, yeah, so uh, because of the, you know, the magnetic resonance, uh, there are very specific structural needs that we have. Um, and there are specific contractors that we are, are working with who that's what they do um, is ensure that, that we have the safety uh it has to be paramount for MRI. So yeah, we have to have a, a little extra wing um, constructed uh, just off to the side of our hospital. And, and that's where our, our MRI is going to go. Okay. I've never gotten an MRI, but I know that uh, you have to lie completely still when you do those. That That is correct. Yeah. It's, it's uh, generally a large uh, tube and you got to lie still so they can get a good, a good picture. And, and, you know, most of those are, you know, 20, 30 minutes and you're, you're moving on. Um, so it's, it's, I can't say it's the most wonderful experience in the world, but but there, there's no pain involved. We just got to sort of sit there. Yeah, and it's a it's a good tool to have, definitely for yeah. uh, a lot of the things you guys do. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, we need to wrap up with here? Yeah, just a couple, and just you know, some some little things that we're we're, we're real proud of that we have here. We have uh, our oncology program that we're that we're going through with our uh, genetic screening program. Um, so that's out at our our, our Seth Child Clinic and. Uh, you can uh, call and get get genetic screening for for cancers. Uh, all different, 96 different cancers we're screening for. Uh, we have a wonderful lymphedema program out at our Seth Child Clinic for folks who have had cancer and have have swelling in their limbs. Uh, that's that's been fantastic. And uh, we have a, a driving simulation program at our hospital now for people who are wondering about 
whether or not they're safe to drive, uh, that that's going great. And then our aquatic therapy center at our therapy uh, department uh, just had hit 10 years uh, for our aquatic therapy program. And we got we have three pools that we're utilizing now uh, of all different sizes, and uh, we're just really happy about that. So apart from that, we have our, our, our pediatric um, therapy programs out at our East Points Clinic, and um, and that's going exceptionally well. We got a brand new gym uh, out there. and. Um, yeah, just a lot of growth and a lot of excitement after two very tough years. We're looking to really provide some exceptional services to uh, to this community that we are very proud and blessed to serve. All right. If people have any uh, questions or concerns, how can they get a hold of you guys there? Yeah, I, I think best best number f- uh, for our, our, our therapy and oncology is 587-4235. Uh, for Dr. Oliphant, our physical med uh, and rehab doctor, that's uh, 323 6300 um and out at our east side for pediatrics uh that's 587-4220 all right sounds good well brian good to talk to you here today and i hope you have a really good weekend thank you brandon you too i appreciate your time all right stay tuned we'll have more in focus in a moment hearing from brandon keezer director of the manhattan regional airport that's up next here on news radio kman Welcome into In Focus here on News Radio KMAN. We are chatting here today with Brandon Keezer, who is the director of the Manhattan Regional Airport. Uh, he joins us via telephone. Good morning, Brandon. Hey, good morning, Brandon. How are you today? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing well. Good to talk to you once again. Uh, lots going on at the air- airport these days. I, I know that uh, things are starting to look on the up and up. Uh, we're about a year away here from a major project we've been talking about here quite a while, and that is the runway reconstruction. Uh, any new details you can share this month with us? Yeah, I got a, a few new details, and it's really tied to the, the runway uh, bid calendar. And so um, one of the challenges with this project is uh, the federal government was operating on continuous resolution. And last month, the president finally signed an appropriations bill um, for the federal fiscal year 2022. And so, what that has done is that has delayed when we've been able to, when we were going to be able to take uh, this project out to bid. And so, the FAA has been sharing with us that as soon as the appropriations bill is passed, uh, that we should go ahead and take this project out to bid. However, in the past couple of weeks, the FAA has kind of changed that cost of this project and wanting us to hold the bids or, or go out to bid a little bit later in the uh, calendar year. And so now what we're anticipating is that we're going to put the publication out on May 10th for this project and then have a, a bid opening scheduled for June 21st. And following that bid opening, then we'll take it to the city commission uh, for approval and then seek uh, approval from the FAA for a grant offer on the project. The timeline of the start of the project is still on schedule for um, a little bit of work happening at the end of this year, and then the major reconstruction and the pavement uh, portion of it starting in around March, early spring of 2023, with a completion date, a uh, target completion date of September 1st, 2023. Okay, well, that's uh, it's good news to hear that it's uh, not hampering your timeline too much. I, I don't know what it would take to uh, for that timeline to be adjusted, but hopefully no more delays, right? Yeah, yeah, we we definitely don't want any delays. We've been talking about this project for about five years now, and so we're getting really, really close. And we're hoping that those bids, uh, when we take it out to bid, that the bids that we get are competitive, and that they're on the mark for what the engineer uh, estimate is to do this project. 
All right. Well, fingers crossed things uh, continue to go smoothly with that. Uh, as we continue on here, the I know COVID mask requirements have been uh, a question mark for a lot of places. It seems to me that a lot of the restrictions are being relaxed. What is the uh, current status for air travel? Yeah, so the current status for air travel is that masks are still required. Um, so the, the president signed an executive order that um, about a year and a half ago that masks would be required to be worn with air travel or domestic travel. And that, that um, order was expect, or anticipated to expire last in, in March. Um, however, uh, they decided to extend it till April 18th. So as of right now, in order to fly or come into the airport, you still have to wear a mask, at least until April 18th. Okay. Well, keep that in mind then. Uh, so make sure you continue wearing your mask. Uh, as far as uh, other restrictions here, I know airlines have uh, slowly been coming back online, and it seems to be that the uh, traveling is picking up here uh, nationwide. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when you look back at Manhattan, in March of 2021, we had about two flights that American Airlines was operating out of Manhattan. And here we are a year later, and we're back up to five flights, three to Dallas, two to Chicago. And we're starting to really see our employment numbers increase um, now that they're bringing back those, uh, a more scheduled frequency of flights. And so just in a comparison from March of last year, we had about 3,000 employments. The numbers that we received from the airline from March 2022 was 6,000, so up 103%, which is pretty substantial. Um, however, it's still down, as you recall, our record year was in 2019. We're still a little bit off of those numbers, but our, our information that we're receiving and, and uh, that we're getting is that folks are back to traveling, and we're getting close to our record year in uh, numbers and employment. And I know that there's been some uh, discussions about uh, some Air, airports cutting services. Uh, we, we heard recently about uh, what happened to uh, Salina and SkyWest and, and I think some other uh, airports that are smaller having to cut their service to Denver. How is that impacting the Manhattan airport at all right now, uh, This those kind of cuts here? So let me talk a little bit about those cuts. I just uh, returned um, from a, an air an air service conference. And I got to hear from a lot of the airlines, and one of the airlines that was there was SkyWest. And what we're seeing is uh, nationally that there's a pilot shortage, and a lot of the airlines are having to get really competitive and offer some pretty substantial pay to attract new pilots um, because a lot of them don't have the pilots to maintain the the routes that they're currently offering. And so that's kind of what we're seeing with the SkyWest's announcement of pulling out of, I believe it was 29 different markets. It wasn't because of those markets were failing, you know, passenger demand is it's really driven by them not having the pilots fly those routes. Um, as towards Manhattan, we had we're, we were very fortunate that we haven't seen any of the effects of the pilot shortage affect our routes. Um, it's actually quite the opposite. Is at the end of 21, we were able to get back to our five flights a day, and here we are in you know 2022, we're still at those five flights a day. And we'll continue to have those five flights and maybe even increase capacity as long as folks continue to travel. Our March numbers uh, are just a few minutes ago. Is, um, looks like travel in Manhattan is back up, and uh, it's perfect. It's the right size for the service that we offer. Okay. And and just to remind folks, you know, you fly uh, daily flights to Dallas and Chicago. Is it is it 
two and three? Is that what it is right now? Yeah, so it's three flights a day to, to Dallas and two flights to Chicago. Um, our Dallas routes are on the uh, CRJ uh, 700. It's a 65-seat aircraft for two of those routes. Um, both of our Chicago routes are on the ERJ 145. It's that 50-seat aircraft that's been flying in our market for a long time. Okay. Well, again, uh, we're talking with Brandon Kieser, director of the Manhattan Regional Airport. Uh, the airport advisory board meetings are held on the uh, second Monday, I believe, of each month. Anything uh, anticipated for this month that uh, we could preview? Yeah, so our, our next advisory board meeting is scheduled for Monday, uh, the 11th, and we're going to be talking about that schedule um, for the runway project. Uh, so that's going to probably drive the majority of the uh, advisory board discussion. And then uh, the advisory board members are going to get to hear an update from the uh, tower chief, uh, Philip Adams. He's going to give uh, just a quick little update of how things are going in the tower and some of our traffic count numbers and maybe a little bit of a comparison to last year, 22 versus 21. All right. Well, uh, certainly it's uh, exciting to, to know that we're getting closer to that, that project. And uh, just remind folks that uh, that will be a, a full closure of uh, the airport uh, while that is under construction. But, you know, we still have about a year to go until uh, that happens. But uh, plan accordingly in the future. Yeah, and this, we, we've been having meetings with a lot of the airport stakeholders. Um, once we uh, saw that timeline and the different um, times the airfield is going to be closed throughout that project. But as of right now, we're anticipating a full airfield closure for about a month and then the primary runway being shut down for about three months. And so we're coordinating with a lot of our tenants, um, putting that message out to a lot of our customers, and then obviously working with the, with the airline to let them know, you know that these are coming. Um, once we get those bids back and we get approval on that and we get a contractor for this project, we'll have a lot better idea of when those closures are actually going to happen um, and the dates that they start and the dates that they'll end. Okay. Definitely a big project. One thing that um, Manhattan, you know, regional airport has needed, uh, That, as a reminder, that pavement that's out there hasn't had a complete reconstruct since 1979. It's a little bit over 40 years old. Um, definitely needing this project. Got a lot of support from, you know, the local community. Um, also received that DSIP grant, the uh, Defense Community Infrastructure Program, help pay for the additional width. And then, obviously, the big support from the FAA. Absolutely. Do you anticipate any more uh, grants or anything else to come uh, into that project uh, going forward? We're always looking for you know opportunities to lower the local share amount. Um, as of right now, that's with the FAA grant, uh, the DSIP grant, and then the potential of the infrastructure bill being able to use some of those monies to offset some of the discretionary funds that the FAA is going to be used to help pay for the project. Um, so it's kind of a unique unique situation that there's a possibility of having three grants to help cover the cost of this this project. All right. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, everything, again, uh, continues to go smoothly with that. Uh, it's a major project. Brandon, is there anything else uh, you want to get out there to the public before we uh, wrap things up? I'm just happy the weather's kind of turning and we're starting to see a lot more folks flying. Absolutely. It certainly is good to see Brandon, always appreciate these updates, and we'll talk again real soon. Yeah, take care, Brandon. Thank you. Final segment of In Focus coming up next here on News Radio KMAN. 
And uh, we're joined this segment by some uh, scholarship recipients here from Meadowlark, as well as the Community Relations Director, Sarah Duggan. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing well. This is an exciting um, announcement here that uh, we recently got here about the uh, three recipients of this Meadowlark Foundation Nursing Scholarship. Tell us a little bit more about this program. Sure. Um, uh, with the support of the Meadowlark Foundation Board, for the past three or four years, we've been able to award up to four um, nursing scholarships to existing employees um, at Meadowlark. And um, I'm sure it's no surprise to anyone that over the past couple of years, we've seen um, a real need for healthcare workers. But even before that, um, the industry was noticing that we we really need to work on investing in our in our people to to support them in going through the nursing program um so to further their careers and then to have some great caregivers and and support for the people who live uh, at places like Meadowlark. um this is an important process for us and we were really excited to announce three scholarship winners and that was jessica pagan who who couldn't join us today uh, Aja Saunders and Julie Fowler, um, all of course existing Meadowlark employees, um, all wonderful and 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 we're talented and we're excited to have them. Absolutely. Well, what an op- awesome opportunity here. And yeah, as you mentioned, Julie Fowler and Aja Sanders both join us here uh, via Zoom today with Sarah. And uh, I'll, I'll start with you first, Julie, because uh, you, you've, you've been there a little longer, it looks like. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, how long you've worked at Metal Arc and, and what roles you've served there. I think we just passed the six-year mark. I started in uh, 2015, at the end of 2015, yeah. I started as a CNA, um, and they kept helping me go back to school. I uh, got my Med-Aid, which is like the next step up, and then um, worked in the households. Uh, they helped me get through my LPN course then and uh, started out as just a household nurse, stay in one area kind of for that. Um, And then I got to jump onto the shared team, which um, were like their own internal agency. We help in all the houses, um, pick up wherever there's need. You know, it's, it's really fun. You get a lot of experience getting to meet everybody um, all over the place. So (laughs) I've enjoyed the share team. I've been on that team now for uh, about two and a half years. So, okay, yeah, well, I'm getting ready to go back for the next level of, of nursing so that I'll be um, a registered nurse then at that point. Super. After about a year. Well, that, that's wonderful. And uh, what a nice little uh, opportunity here to, to continue that. Aja, your story's a, a little newer. Is that correct? A little short. <laughs> um, so I actually started um, late December, early January. So it's only been about three, four months. But I tell anybody who will even listen that I love my job. I've only been here for a few months and I already know that this is the area I want to be in. So Metalark has actually turned me towards wanting to work in nursing homes towards the future. So um that was great. Awesome. Well, it's always neat to hear people who really enjoy the work they do. And, you know, th- and getting a scholarship certainly is a helpful uh, opportunity there. 
What was the scholarship application process like at Meadowlark? Uh, either one of you can start. Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty straightforward. My boss had known that I was wanting to get it back into school, and so she just sent me to the right people. Said, you know, fill out these this paperwork, and then um, when they accepted me, they did an interview. And so then I got to sit with, you know, three of the heads there at Meadowlark and tell them about why I thought I wanted it. That was pretty cool. How about for you, uh, Usha, Aja? Um, so I work as a, a home health aide there. I used to, um, I am a CNA as well, but I work as a home health aide. The application process for me was kind of um, scary. I was really nervous because I am new and I actually didn't think that I was going to be eligible since how new I was and when the application process started. So, um, I thought I was at a dis disadvantage, um, from people who, you know, like she said, she's been there for six years. I've only been here for like three, four months. So I really felt like I was at a disadvantage, but, um, the, the team there really reassured me that it's anyone's game. Um, anyone can get it as long as you love, you know, what you do and you, you show that. So yeah. I was really shocked when they called me, I was screaming, <laughs> running around the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and you, you, Aja, you alluded to a little bit, um, how you love your job. What attracted you to healthcare and pursuing a career in nursing? So, this is a really tricky question because I've been saying I want to be a nurse. I Well, specifically a neonatal nurse because I love babies. I've been saying that I want to be a nurse since I was like 10 years old. I never knew what came of it. I just always said that that's what I wanted to do. And ever since then, I worked my way to get that, to get there. Um, but I really love helping people and seeing smiles on people's face. Like I said, Meadowlark working there as a home health aide has really deterred me to wanting to work in the, like the, ooh, I can't think, <laughs> wanting to work in a nursing home. And I actually recently found out that I love to do travel because I travel a lot in Meadowlark. I go to different people's houses and I love that one-on-one -on -one time that I spend with those clients. So I recently learned that and now I'm thinking of just being in this field as working in the nursing home as an RN. Uh, what about for you, uh, Julie? Uh, what attracted you to healthcare and pursuing a career in this field? Well, I didn't really know I wanted to do it until I started doing it, but I didn't think about all, all my life ahead of that until later. Uh, my mom, I mean, she was a nurse and she kind of got that foundation of caregiving and health in me early. And so like, I already did that with my friends and family. I was the one that took care of everybody and, and whatnot. But once I was uh, actually in the job as a CNA and saw the change that I could do, even in just a short, you know, my first day in clinicals, I could see how much of an impact I could help people with. And I think that's when it really clicked for me um, and it's kind of just evolved since then, you know, and like I said, being on the shared team, I get to help everybody everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's just so much fun. I'm, I'm a very outgoing 
you know, what do they call that? Um, extroverted. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super extroverted usually. So being on all these different teams all at the same time, basically, and seeing everybody, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Well, what is uh, your anticipated graduation date, Julie? Well, uh, I I'm pretty sure it's next, like May, because um, the class will start in July, and it's a, about a year long class or nine month class. Um, so yeah, and then hopefully I'll get to jump in and be an RN. <laughs> cool, uh, Aja, same for you. Um, so I actually graduate with my associates this um, May 19th, but I start my actual nursing journey in July, same as Julie. Uh, mine is a 15 month process. So my anticipated graduation date would be October. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, that's, uh, you know, and it goes by so quickly. So you, you probably won't even, it'll, <laughs> it'll be a blink before you know it. It'll be here. Um, yeah. I just have to ask, what advice each of you would give uh, to someone who's considering healthcare as a career path? Aja, you can start if you want. Um, okay. Um, so some advice I would um, say is, you know, keep keep pushing forward because in the end, it will be worth it. Um, make sure you love whatever field you're entering because clients and workers can see and feel if you have any type of negativity or if you don't want to be there and it can deter them from actually being healthy, like wanting to get better. So just, I mean, just love what you do, keep pushing forward and give a thousand percent at anything of what you do and just be happy doing it. Cause you know, when you're happy, they're happy. <laughs> it makes them want to, you know, develop that relationship with you and to get better. So yeah, it's it's amazing how happiness can rub off on others. Um, Absolutely, Julie. I'd say she gave a pretty perfect answer yes. right there, because <laughs> I was gonna say something pretty much similar. Um, you gotta have the right heart to be a caregiver. If it's mm-hmm. if it's not a part of you, you're not gonna love it. Um, mm-hmm. If you're just coming in for the money or something like that, you know you're you're not gonna love it as much. Um, and then there's the science part to nursing. You know, it's it's very interesting, all the different things you can learn about the human body and how they work. So, you know, if you've got a love for science and a love for helping people, you're going to go far in nursing. You really will. <laughs> Great. Well, Metal Art does a lot to help uh, folks in our community, and we always appreciate uh, their uh, partnership here with us here as being a, a sponsor at K-Man. Sarah, anything else before we wrap things up? Uh, just that we're really proud of, of these three winners and um, our previous ones, and we're excited to have them on our team. Absolutely. It's neat to see a company investing in its own employees and continuing to uh, build for the future. Aja, it was great to meet you. Thanks for being on with us this morning. Thank you. And same nice to you, Julie. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right. And Sarah, always a pleasure. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Nice to see y'all. Have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. That's going to wrap up our program here for this uh, Friday morning here on News Radio KMAN. Thank you to our guests here from Metal Ark and Brandon Kieser at the Manhattan Regional Airport, as well as uh, Brian Howells today from Ascension Via Christi. Great talking to him today. He was uh, a lot of fun talking with him this morning. So if you missed any of those, we are archiving those on our website, newsradiokman.com. 
And uh, you can check out that podcast anywhere you get your podcast these days. So uh, be sure to check that out. And uh, Yeah, if you check the body of the post we'll be making with this archive, SoundCloud will be what you see in there. It's a little different maybe if you haven't checked the uh, website in a while. But that's how we've been hosting these podcasts these days. We put, them up, we put them up on SoundCloud, and they push out to all those other platforms, as you mentioned, like Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we continue to host them at newsradiokman.com as well. So that can kind of be your jumping off point if you want to get into this in focus, some of the previous in focuses, as well as just all of the other content we have at newsradiokman.com. Well, coming up Monday, we're going to get an update from uh, a member of the KSU College of Veterinary Medicine. Um, we'll also hear from the Flint Hills Discovery Center about their 10th anniversary celebration they've got coming up and some more. And that'll be coming up Monday.